When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The poem says, Human voices wake us, and we drown. But I've made this podcast with the belief that human voices are what we need. And so, whether from a year or 3,000 years ago, whether poetry or prose, whether fiction or diary or biography, here are the best things we have ever thought, written, or said. I think that it's worth mentioning here, and if only briefly, that uh, during the pandemic year of 2020, I myself dealt with a few and one major health issue that had nothing to do with COVID-19. But one thing that struck me in the midst of it was that I have a great love for the dour and the depressing and even if it is prophetic and beautiful, and I think especially of the recent poems I've been reading by Robinson Jeffers, there is still uh, very little that I've shared here that is simply happy and beautiful. And that is why I wanted to start reading some Walt Whitman in this space. I recall very early on reading Whitman's words in the uh, afterward that he wrote to Leaves of Grass, in which he says, it matters so much where you read. And just as I came downstairs to record this now, I remembered that when I read that line, I immediately, or not immediately, perhaps the next day, uh, went to a park nearby to read Whitman there. I remember reading Whitman when I lived in the South, and I was researching a long narrative poem that uh, begins in Savannah, Georgia, and I remember, if anything, the, that the book that I am going to read from now, Whitman's Poetry, that uh, I took a whole day out once and packed some sandwiches and, and a cooler in my car and found a cheap parking lot in Savannah, Georgia, and I wandered around for hours and hours, it seems like, and would go back for some food uh, every few hours. And I remember reading Whitman there in the squares. And when I met my wife a few years later, and then decided that I was going to go out to where she was living and move across the country to be with her, I remember most of all stopping at payphones. Uh, the most vivid memory of this I have is stopping at a payphone just off the highway in Indiana and reading her Whitman over the phone as I was making my way across the country to her. And now that my daughter is four years old, I know for a fact, although I can't remember a specific instance, that I have read Whitman to her as well. So that it does matter so much where you read 
And in the case of this podcast, I guess it matters so much where you listen. And as much as I might criticize in this podcast or elsewhere how it is that our phones have allowed us to watch a movie while sitting on the toilet at four in the morning or read a book or whatever it is, it is sort of a miracle that someone that I don't even know thousands or a hundred or even two miles away can listen to this poem that I am about to read wherever it is that they are and whenever it is that they are hearing it, whether tomorrow or 20 or a hundred years from now. And that really leads into Whitman's poem, the first one that I want to share on this podcast. And it's called Crossing Brooklyn Ferry. Flood tide below me, I see you face to face. Clouds of the west, sun there, half an hour high. I see you also face to face. Crowds of men and women attired in the usual costumes. How curious you are to me. On the ferry boats, the hundreds and hundreds that cross, returning home, are more curious to me than you suppose. And you that shall cross from shore to shore years hence are more to me and more in my meditations than you might suppose. The impalpable sustenance of me from all things at all hours of the day, the simple, compact, well-joined scheme, myself disintegrated, everyone disintegrated yet part of the scheme, the similitudes of the past and those of the future, the glories strung like beads on my smallest sights and hearings, on the walk in the street and the passage over the river, the current rushing so swiftly and swimming with me far away, the others that are to follow me, the ties between me and them, the certainty of others, the life, the love, sight, hearing of others. Others will enter the gates of the ferry and cross from shore to shore. Others will watch the run of the flood tide. Others will see the shipping of Manhattan north and west and the heights of Brooklyn to the south and east. Others will see the islands large and small. Fifty years hence, others will see them as they cross, the sun half an hour high. A hundred years hence, or ever so many hundreds of years hence, others will see them, will enjoy the sunset, the pouring in of the flood tide, the falling back to the sea of the ebb tide. It avails not, time nor place, distance avails not, I am with you, you men and women of a generation, or ever so many generations hence. Just as you feel when you look on the river and sky, so I felt. Just as any of you is one of a living crowd, I was one of a crowd. Just as you are refreshed by the gladness of the river and the bright flow, I was refreshed. Just as you stand and lean on the rail, yet hurry with the swift current, I stood, yet was hurried. Just as you look on the numberless masts of ships, 
and the thick-stemmed pipes of steamboats, I looked. I, too, many and many a time crossed the river of old, watched the twelve-month seagulls, saw them high in the air floating with motionless wings, oscillating their bodies, saw how the glistening yellow lit up parts of their bodies and left the rest in strong shadow, saw the slow-wheeling circles and the gradual edging toward the south, saw the reflection of the summer sky in the water, had my eyes dazzled by the shimmering track of beams, looked at the fine centrifugal spokes of light around the shape of my head in the sunlit water, looked on the haze on the hills southward and southwestward, looked on the vapor as it flew in fleeces tinged with violet, looked toward the lower bay to notice the vessels arriving, saw their approach, saw aboard those that were near me, saw the white sails of schooners and sloops, saw the ships at anchor, the sailors at work in the rigging or astride the spars, the round masts, the swinging motion of the hulls, the slender serpentine pennants, the large and small steamers in motion, the pilots in their pilot houses, the white wake left by the passage, the quick tremulous whirl of the wheels, the flags of all nations, the falling of them at sunset, the scallop-edged waves in the twilight, the ladled cups, the frolicsome crests, and glistening, the stretch afar growing dimmer and dimmer, the gray walls of the granite storehouses by the docks, on the river the shadowy group, the big steam tug closely flanked, on each side by the barges, the hay boat, the bladed lighter, on the neighboring shores the fires from the foundry chimneys burning high and glaringly into the night, casting their flicker of black contrasted with wild red and yellow light over the tops of houses and down into the clefts of streets. These and all else were to me the same as they are to you. I loved well those cities, loved well the stately and rapid river. The men and women I saw were all near to me. Others the same, others who look back on me because I looked forward to them. The time will come, though I stop here today and tonight. What is it, then, between us? What is the count of the scores or hundreds of years between us? Whatever it is, it avails not. Distance avails not, and place avails not. I too lived. Brooklyn of ample hills was mine. I too walked the streets of Manhattan Island and bathed in the waters around it. I too felt the curious, abrupt questionings stir within me. In the day among the crowds of people, sometimes they came upon me. In my walks home late at night, or as I lay in bed, they came upon me. I, too, had been struck from the float forever held in solution. I, too, had received identity by my body. That I was, I knew, was of my body. And what I should be, I knew, should be of my body. It is... Not upon you alone the dark patches fall. The dark threw its patches down upon me also. The best I had done seemed to be blank and suspicious, 
My great thoughts as I supposed them, were they not in reality meager? Nor is it you alone who know what it is to be evil. I am he who knew what it was to be evil. I too knotted the old knot of contrariety, blabbed, blushed, resented, lied, stole, grudged, had guile, anger, lust, hot wishes I dare not speak, was wayward, vain, greedy, shallow, sly, cowardly, malignant, the wolf, the snake, the hog, not wanting in me, the cheating look, the frivolous word, the adulterous wish, not wanting, refusals, hates, postponements, meanness, laziness, none of these wanting. Was one with the rest, the days and haps of the rest, was called by the mightiest name by clear loud voices of young men as they saw me approaching or passing, felt their arms on my neck as I stood, or the negligent leaning of their flesh against me as I sat, saw many I loved in the street or ferry boat or public assembly, yet never told them a word, lived the same life with the rest, the same old laughing, gnawing, sleeping, played the part that still looks back on the actor or actress, the same old role, the role that is what we make it, as great as we like, or as small as we like, or both great and small. Closer yet, I approach you. What thought you have of me now, I had as much of you. I laid in my stores in advance. I considered long and seriously of you before you were born. Who was to know what should come home to me? Who knows, but I am enjoying this. Who knows, for all the distance, but I am as good as looking at you now, for all you cannot see me. Ah, what can ever be more stately and admirable to me than mast-hemmed Manhattan, river and sunset and scalloped-edged waves of flood-tide, the seagulls oscillating their bodies, the hay-boat in the twilight, and the belated lighter? What gods can exceed these that clasp me by the hand, and with voices I love call me promptly and loudly by my nighest name as I approach? What is more subtle than this which ties me to the woman or man that looks me in the face, which fuses me into you now, and pours my meaning into you? We understand, then, do we not? What I promised without mentioning it, have you not accepted? What the study could not teach, what the preaching could not accomplish, is accomplished, is it not? Flow on, river, flow with the flood tide and ebb with the ebb tide, frolic on, crested and scallop-edged waves, gorgeous clouds of the sunset, drench with your splendor me, or the men and women generations after me. Cross from shore to shore, countless crowds of passengers. Stand up, tall masts of Manhattan. Stand up, beautiful hills of Brooklyn. Throb, baffled and curious brain. Throw out questions and answers. Suspend here and everywhere. Eternal float of solution. Gaze, 
loving and thirsting eyes, and the house or street or public assembly. Sound out, the voices of young men, loudly and musically call me by my nighest name. Live, old life. Play the part that looks back on the actor or actress. Play the old role, the role that is great or small, according as one makes it. Consider, you who peruse me, whether I may not, in unknown ways, be looking upon you. Be firm, rail over the river, to support those who lean idly, yet haste with the hasting current. Fly on, seabirds, fly sideways or wheel in large circles, high in the air. Receive the summer sky, you water, and faithfully hold it till all downcast eyes have time to take it from you. Diverge, fine spokes of light, from the shape of my head or anyone's head in the sunlit water. Come on, ships from the lower bay, pass up or down, white-sailed schooners, sloops, lighters. Flaunt away, flags of all nations, be duly lowered at sunset, burn high your fires, foundry chimneys, cast black shadows at nightfall, cast red and yellow light over the tops of the houses. Appearances, now or henceforth, indicate what you are. You necessary film, continue to envelop the soul, about my body for me, and your body for you, be hung out the divinest aromas. Thrive, cities, bring your freight, bring your shows, ample and sufficient rivers. Expand, being than which nothing else is perhaps more spiritual. Keep your places, objects, than which nothing else is more lasting. You have waited, you always wait, you dumb, beautiful ministers. We receive you with free sense at last, and are insatiate henceforward. Not you any more shall be able to foil us, or withhold yourselves from us. We use you, and do not cast you aside. We plant you permanently within us. We fathom you not. We love you. There is perfection in you also. You furnish your parts toward eternity. Great or small, you furnish your parts toward the soul. Any comments or suggestions for readings I should make in future episodes can be emailed to Human Voices Wake Us, the number one, at gmail.com. Links to each work used in this episode can be found in the episode description. If you enjoy Human Voices Wake Us, you can subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. The music here is Duke Ellington's Arabesque Cookie.